Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Uh, this is your host, uh, Naziati Muhammad Yaqub. And I would like to talk about an important factor that we don't talk enough about in the architecture design studios in the university course. Uh, when you run a program, an architecture program, we don't talk enough about motivation, desire, and inspiration. Um, not only for the students of architecture, but also for the um, the tutors. So um, now architecture or the study of architecture, which straddles between arts and humanities and science is some sort of a special course where interdisciplinary is already evident from the beginning. You need to empathize with the user and looking at the functional aspects, even, you know, um, almost bordering on medical terms in terms of the function of a human being to environmental science or even engineering. Um, when you talk about the uh, mechanics of um, the um, mechanical equipment and servicing hydraulics, um, to do with uh, drainage, to do with, um, yeah, basically a lot of engineering there. Calculations, mathematics, construction, to know a bit about uh, how to um, factor in costs. So architecture is special in that way because from the beginning it is a specialized course, but it's also to do with a lot of disciplines that you need to pick up. And uh, also the architect or the architect to be will need to be able to converse, will be able to have the attitude, the professionalism uh, from the very beginning, understanding what it is. And yet to be an artist as well, to have this desire to actually sketch and uh, be um, good at it, you know, in uh, manual and also in digital application now. So... Really, when we talk about how can an individual in their 20s starting architecture be drawn into wanting to do so many things, wanting to learn so many things, what is their desire, motivation, and uh, inspiration? So the role of the master, I mean, when you talk about architecture, education, traditionally, we talk about master and apprentice. This is kind of something that is um, also common in other um, disciplines where in business you would like somebody who's knowledgeable as the master and taking on uh, to be interned and the apprentice coming in to work for the master and all these other things. But uh, traditionally, architecture, even um, at a time when architecture was first established as a profession, if I'm not mistaken, that is in the 18th century um, or even earlier in the 17th century. But when you talk about the Renaissance, say you talk about the Renaissance architect um, or architects, they're not really per se architects like Michelangelo and Brunelleschi and uh, Borromini and all these Italian Renaissance architects are basically also artists, sculptors and um, and many other, you know, like um, stonesmith, uh, um, metal worker, metal crafter. 
they have so many skills in crafts, but the profession of architecture actually established when you have some sort of office or a commission to do a building. Uh, although Michelangelo and the other Renaissance architect, they did have commissions, but the establishment of the engineer in the 17th century led to the establishment of the architect. And uh, therefore now you have the um, professional bodies, you have the uh, registration bodies, accreditation of the architect. Let's go back to the desire, motivation and inspiration that a student of architecture will need to have or will desire to have or be part of their makeup and factors that influence their how they could better themselves, how could they they could grow and transform from not knowing anything to or not knowing much to knowing a lot of things. So the master um, apprentice sort of um, framework or um, establishment that we see um, constitutes the basis for um, the learning of the architect. Yeah, that is the basis for how um, an architect became an architect through learning through those peers who have that have been there before and the, the know-how and the practice of it, learning what how the business of it, the uh, contractual part of it, the uh, designing and um, everything to even styling. So, so when the student comes in, if the student is left to do their own work or left uh, with their own device, so to speak, and needing to find their own guidance, uh, is the internet, will the school curriculum will just be instructions enough? So I would propose that it is not enough. You need to have the uh, tutors excited as well. You know, uh, when we talk about tutors or the tutor team in the architecture program, such as the second year, we have a bunch of people being excited about the project themselves and guiding the student. But when it comes to the detail of it, of teaching, when it comes to actually what do I, what do the tutors do actually? You know, do they just look at the work and comment, this is not happening, that's not happening, and uh, you're not going about the right way and you have to find the right way. So the tutors would take another step forward and show this is the right way. You can follow this way or you don't have to follow this way, you find another way, um, and so on. So there is a decision-making process that the students need to do. So um, how that relationship between the tutor and the student is is of importance. Now, one cannot say that in the second year, it is you need more guidance than in the fifth year. Because the fifth year program is different than the second year. So, but what I like to propose, the second proposal that I like to do, the first proposal is that the tutor will have to be more hands-on, be much more, um, people don't like the word micromanage. It's not really micromanage telling people what to do. It's actually showing the way. Because in order to inspire, the tutor needs to show the way. Because the tutor, when they show the way, they believe in themselves. The tutor believe in 
him or herself that that is the right way. Whether the student decided to follow it or inspired by it, it's another story. It's totally the student's own journey. You know, it happens that you, if you are in the journey and um, uh, be assistant to the student in the sense that, okay, this is the way and the student will make, because the student's journey is about the decisions that he or she takes in the paths, pathways of that journey. You know, he has decided, I'm going to go to the left. I'm going to do right. I'm going to rest a bit. I'm going to um, uh, read about Louis Kahn or I'm going to uh, be following um, uh, Sana or I'm going to be following um, um, Kobe. What's the name of that? <laughs> Um, the the recent architect, the Japanese architect, or this architect, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that. So that's precedence and role and precedence that they're learning from other architect masters. But learning from the person, him or herself, and the way, you know, like how Zaha Hadid probably inspired Van Berkel in the diploma unit that she was teaching in in the Architecture Association School how Ram Kuhas or Stefano De Martino, so a lot of this uh, other um, uh, tutors, even those who are non-architects, how Jeff Kipnis influenced Amna Emer when she was a, tu uh, a student in his diploma unit. And he put a stand, he had a theory, he had a way, an approach, a methodology and he was confident of what he was doing. So it is up to that student who is under him to actually uh, be inspired to do the same, to actually read the same books. Sometimes uh, the tutor will say, you got to read this, this and this. But the student um, reluctantly does so, uh, maybe because they're afraid to fail. And that's fine. Pass or fail, you know. Um, Pass or fail is a better way to evaluate students than um, uh, the grading system of A minus, A, B plus, B, you know, B minus a fail in postgraduate courses. I This is my opinion because we mess it up when we do all this C, uh, CGPAs and grading system. Just pass and fail, you know. And um, yeah, because we want control over the tutor, um, the tutor's uh, final say. That's the, the issue of this, this um, how master and apprentice system is being watered down, is being um, relegated to the uh, system that is group teaching. So group teaching where the head of the department or certain individuals make the final say or the final decision in whether a student pass or fail or groups of people. Sometimes it's done in a majority minority fashion, you know, uh, take a vote. So it is left to be desired because one of the thing about motivation, desire and inspiration is that the tutor has a lot of say. The tutor should have a lot of say in determining the, um, the grading of the student. So that's why grading A, okay, it should be an A minus, no, is an A, or is a B plus, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, it should be a fail, it should be a pass. Fail and pass is interesting. 
when you debate because uh, a lot of decisions by the department are a collective decision they would not want to fail the student because that would in, uh, entail um, unless it's a clear-cut fail but it was a philosophical fail you know like um, basically the project doesn't uh, doesn't have a complexity so the the, lecture, the tutor would argue no it has a complexity so at the end of the day, the department won't fail the student because they know that they can't fail the student. So the, the winning um, or the win-win is that the student did not fail and that the tutor actually win in a way that they, the students actually pass, even though they were downgraded from A to B, you know, in this case. So what I'm trying to say is that the philosophy of the studio, the way we conduct the studio, is the most important part of the learning journey for the students. Uh, what other people say is, diff is, is not important, really, because the student is the one that is learning. The student is the one that is gaining confidence. So I could safely say that um, when we talk about um, architecture, um, the the architecture course and how the whole uh, conundrum or the whole complex uh, no the whole setup sorry the setup of lecturer and student and experts and the the there's inner circle of learning which has the student and the tutor involved and then the little outer inner circle is when the critiques come in and they have some say or not. And the outer, outer circle is when the department comes in. So if that's a way that evaluation can be done properly, um, then the learning will be done. So the motivation and desires and inspiration comes from this relationship, a master-apprentice, a tutor, a student relationship. And at the end of the day, that's what it is in architecture education that relationship cannot be uh, deemed such as um, instructional, uh, purely instructional or detached. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm referring to everything is personal. Um, everything is personal uh, episodes that I've uh, podcasted recently um, to do with part one and part two. Part two will go into detail of how um, detailed design, I talk about detailed design as a very important a part of learning and that's when you actually give more confidence for the student to be an architect um, the experience for them to do detailed design the know-how what to do you know when it comes to detailed design that is um, important episodes that I would like to would like you to um, uh, look into and listen to so therefore I would like to conclude here with this episode on um, architecture practice, motivation, desire, and inspiration is very important factor. And how one does it, the relationship between tutor and student, and how the learning um, happens, the right learning happens, and coupled with detailed design, the understanding of how to detail design will inspire confidence uh, for the student of architecture to go forward in their becoming an architect. Thank you very much for listening.